0: read a poem. Hello all and welcome to Shall we Read a Poem? I'm Russ.
1: I'm Lauren.
0: Lauren, we wasted our cold open today.
1: Oh, that's right. We can't have a cold open now because we already announced ourselves.
0: And we already discussed it because I was gonna say, what kind of shirt is that you're wearing?
1: It's an icebreaker shirt.
0: And then I was going to say, you mean a kind of shirt that is meant to invite conversation?
1: No, it's a wool shirt. Icebreaker is a brand.
0: Oh, I was thinking it was some sort of sweater I've never heard of before. And now you have all heard a dramatic reenactment of what happened 37 seconds before the podcast started.
1: I didn't think it was that interesting.
0: (laughs) I'm the star of my own show.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you're the star of my show too, Russ. (laughs) I went to Leavenworth.
0: I have tabs open on Leavenworth. (laughs) (laughs) I was so gleeful when you started sending me photos because this is the kind of place where people have poodles named Gertrude.
1: (laughs) I sent you photos mainly on Friday, the day I got there. And when I got there, I was just like... Ugh, this place is so cheesy as if i was expecting something else and then i slept really well cuz i don't do well with cars and it's a 5 hour drive from portland yeah. to leavenworth and so like i was just i was just in a bad mood on friday I had a nasty headache from and i'd gotten car sick on the way there and ugh so i was in a bad mood then i woke up after i slept 12 hours ooh the the place I stayed in was really fancy, but for some reason, all of the furniture had no support in it at all. So you had to... <laughs> even, the, even the dining chairs, you had to either sit on the very front or on the very back to get some support from uh, <laughs> the s- structure of the furniture. And the bed was like that, too! Okay. And I still managed to sleep 12 hours. And then I woke up, and I felt a whole lot better. And so I went from, ugh, this town's so cheesy, to... Ooh, this town's so cheesy <laughs> Well
0: what I have the first photo was of a Wells Fargo ATM that seems to have its own log cabin built around it.
1: <laughs> so then I that's started how they do. F-
0: asked about the poppy, the uh, minority population of Leavenworth, and come to find out that Leavenworth is a solid ninety one percent white. I don't think and... there are really
1: even that many people who live there. It seems to be almost entirely for tourists.
0: Well, that is very interesting that you say, because I got really interested in Leavenworth. Oh my Well, goodness. for, you know, 75 seconds. The and slow was,
1: of the north.
0: And I found a um, story from KUOW, which is a, apparently an NPR affiliate up there. And mm-hmm. the headline is, dated January 12th, 2022, Leavenworth has become uber expensive pricing out the people who work there.
1: Yep. Yep, though the people who work there hate the tourists. Man, every single person who served me just just hated me. (laughs) They all just hated me. (laughs) And I wasn't, I mean, I guess I was kind of bitchy at one place, but in general, I wasn't a problem. There was one restaurant that was very full of itself, and the food was not great. And it had a a food that was advertised as potato poppers. And I was like that sounds good. I need an appetizer. I'll have potato poppers. And then they showed up with the potato poppers and they were just, they were just potatoes, just potatoes, just small little potatoes, new potatoes, but just potatoes. And then I was kind of snide because I was like, this is, this is just potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't like me, but I don't think she liked anyone.
0: Yeah, it says 80 percent of those folk that is to say the workers don't live in leavenworth 30 percent of the houses that you see are second homes
1: yeah it seemed like almost everything was either a second home or a rental they had a lot of lots with several houses on them for rentals and that just seemed to be the way it was also the restaurant that i went to with the just potatoes if you give them bad reviews on google they the owner responds in a really uh <laughs> <laughs> really like fuck you stay out sort of way
0: can we hear your review and the owner's response
1: he hasn't responded to my review yet i gave it a three star because i was like well it wasn't the worst
0: well, i guess we probably shouldn't dox him that would be mean so with the, that the, the restaurant
1: mind... was called Yodeling, or the yolin <laughs> broth it was called Yodelin <laughs> broth things are overpriced and not that fancy and not that great i I had a, a the vegan item and it is just tom Kau soup it is just Tom Kha soup, which is fine. I like Tom Kha soup, but don't pretend it's not Tom Kha soup. And then nothing against Le- Tom Kha soup or Thai cuisine. <laughs> the thing is, they were selling Thai cuisine as if it wasn't Thai cuisine, which to me seemed kind of appropriative.
0: Located in the Bavarian Ritz. And now here I am scrolling for angry yeah, reviews. Go, do, go
1: look at some one-star reviews and see what the owner has to say about it.
0: Oh, uh, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> okay this is a review from chris who writes oh, my daughter made a reservation here at 7 30 on a saturday we showed up promptly at the top of the stairs where they were trying to corral people due to obvious reason interesting also the corral
1: to- is spelled coral
0: coral yes we wait at the top for over five minutes not seeing anyone managing the floor so we make our way to investigate finally a quote, gentleman, rudely asks us who we are and barks that we are really late, and he'll need to see if he can fit us in because our reservation was for seven. (gasps) By the way, I heard my daughter say 7.30 when she called. We made our way back up the stairs, and no less than two minutes, he's calling our name to be seated. I was in shock at the whole experience and asked his name. He informed he's the owner. And uh, here's the owner. Good, please don't come back. Go ahead, rewrite history. Seems to be a common trend these days. Your inability to see what's going on around you Yodlin works way too hard to deal with groups like yourselves audios go eat in the street
1: yeah i don't know what that means at all <laughs> i feel
0: like they have a t-shirt now Yodlin broth <laughs> audios go eat in the street
1: i think maybe they were trying to write idiots go eat in the street but maybe they just auto autocorrect and stuff. I don't know. Going to
0: say what is auto- what? What auto corrects to audios?
1: I don't know. <laughs> Assholes. Assholes. <laughs> Duck yeah, you. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I I don't know if I will get a mean response, but if I do, I I will be delighted.
0: Well, here's hoping. Well, what are we reading today?
1: Okay, I am doing tree house, a tree house, a free house. A secret you and me house. A high up in the leafy branches, cozy as can be house. A street house, a neat house. Be sure to wipe your feet house. Is not my kind of house at all. Let's go live in a tree house. And yes, there's a picture. (laughs) Oops, where did the picture go? Okay, yes, it's a tree house. It is like a tree with some rungs nailed into the tree to act as a ladder, which I don't really advise doing. Those things come out of the tree very easily. And then there is a pretty simple treehouse. It's just one room with a window. Actually, this is not so simple. It has a window next to the door and a little circle window above the door. And it has a rope leading down. And I'm not that sure if that's for swinging or if it's for raising and lowering like baskets of goods
0: lord <laughs>
1: <laughs> the tree is very giving tree looking except this one has not been chopped down maybe the boy chopped down the other tree to make his tree house oh lord
0: don't get me started on the giving tree
1: did you ever play in a tree house not really not really i did My there were some gut. platforms i guess there was. i don't think i've ever been in an actual tree house. and we should discuss what makes a tree house a tree house
0: is it a house that's in a tree
1: well, is it in the tree? Or sometimes people build houses that are like right up against a tree and call it a tree house but that it's not, not supported. A, no, that's not a Does house. it need to be supported by the tree?
0: Yes. A, okay. a tree house is supported by the trees. Okay. Madness. A house next to a tree that's a tree house? Oh, sir, uh, sir, sir, you're making a scene.
1: So did you play in a tree house?
0: I did. My bestest friend growing up had a tree house. And so, yes. What was spent- it like? It was exactly as you imagined a treehouse would be. It was uh, one, two, three, four, five pieces of plywood with two nailed on top to make a roof. Very, very simple. And there was a simple ladder leading up to it.
1: I hope it was an actual ladder and not like in the picture with just some pieces of wood nailed into the tree.
0: I am trying to remember, but my brain is trying to invent a memory and I can't tell which one is true.
1: See, I say I've never played in a treehouse, but I'm having a memory of something that is very mildewed, and I don't hmm. know where it's coming from.
0: Is it a bathtub?
1: No, I mean it's like a, it's a like a,
0: a... tree tub.
1: <laughs> it's it's like a one room structure in a tr- and that might be in a tree, and it's mill kind of like you know the rain's been getting in.
0: Yes, this was one room. Did yours have a? a was there a roof on it? This mildewed
1: thing. Yes.
0: Okay. So probably not a bathtub.
1: No. No. Why are your bathtubs mildewed?
0: Well, this one isn't.
1: Well, my bathtub is not usually mildewed.
0: My my current one isn't, but, you know, I have been single at points in my life.
1: I mean, my (laughs) bathtub can have strange smells, but it's not usually mildew. Isn't mildew that black stuff that forms in the crevices of a bathtub? That's not mildew? I don't think so.
0: Huh, when I was growing up, my parents always called that mildew.
1: Well, let's look it up. I think let's mildew, I don't think mildew usually mm-hmm. grows on non, well, stuff. I guess grout's kind of porous. I don't think mildew usually grows on not super porous surfaces.
0: What is the black stuff on tile grout? Uh, mold, mildew, or dirt?
1: Okay. Guess mildew does happen in a shower. I haven't had showers with tile in a long time.
0: Hmm. That was a magical conversation we went on
1: wow i don't think oh dear
0: i don't think any listener will find it interesting but now they've learned something oh why did you
1: pick this poem lauren (laughs) because i was in leavenworth (laughs) (laughs) the fancy ass lodge that my friend books
0: i saw photos was it was it made of logs was no it just lo- heavily wood based
1: it was just very heavily wood based okay. and it had a really weird layout but it was fancy the furniture looked fancy but had no support but apparently if you went on a little path behind the house there was a tree house and i never oh. looked at it so i couldn't actually verify if it was a real actually supported by a tree house but apparently there are beds in it and you can pay extra money to rent that too
0: Oh my deary gracious. I would have been rushing to find out.
1: We were doing so much and I was often tired.
0: How was the birthday?
1: Oh, it was fun. I had a great time, except for the car ride.
0: Except for the car ride.
1: Yeah, I had a great time. We uh we went out and had dinner. Uh, uh well, at least one
0: at least one terrible one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but we did a really really strenuous hike beforehand and I am still sore. Ooh, nice. My calves are still sore and the the views were just amazing. But, I assume they chose the Bavarian theme because of the mountains.
0: But no follow-up on the treehouse.
1: No, there was there was so much to do all the time that I didn't actually go to a treehouse that I couldn't get into. But I, I, in retrospect, I wish I had. I wish I had gone out just to be like, yep, that's the treehouse.
0: <laughs> well, I have a poem. Good. I am reading My Hobby. Okay. When you spit from the 26th floor. And it floats on the breeze to the ground. Does it fall upon hats? Or on white Persian cats? Or on heads with a pity-pat sound? I used to think life was a bore, But I don't feel that way anymore. As I count up the hits, As I smile, As I sit, As I spit from the twenty-sixth floor. (laughs) and there is no accompanying (laughs) illustration
1: thank goodness although i would like a a picture of an angry persian cat
0: (laughs) getting spit upon
1: kitten spitting have you ever seen a kitten do what's called spit
0: i've seen them hiss
1: spitting and they 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 like lunge and make a like a very short hiss sound it's called spitting so when you hear of a cat hissing and spitting that's what they're doing
0: huh I have seen them do that. I didn't know that was called spitting. I don't think I've ever seen mm. spittle leave their mouth.
1: No, it's just called spitting, even though there's no. Even spittle. though they don't spit, yeah.
0: <laughs> words have meaning. Russ, no, they don't.
1: <laughs> well, I don't Russ, what thing. did you? What pick? is it?
0: Flammable? Is it inflammable? Do they mean the same thing? I, mm. <laughs> you, Why did I pick this book? <laughs> Yes.
1: Why did he pick this ball?
0: <laughs> oh, kind of weirdly existential reasons. I have no idea why it crossed my mind, but like the the notion of using time to pass the time, and maybe it's because I'm about to turn 40. But th- that suddenly became scary to me, where it's like, what are you doing? Oh, just passing the time, whittling it away before the grave, that kind of thing. And then I got into the etymology of like why hobbies are called hobbies. And
1: well, why and, are hobbies called hobbies? Just so I don't misquote.
0: Uh, in the 16th century, the term hobbin had the meaning of small horse and pony. The term hobby horse was documented in a 1557 payment confirmation for a hobby horse from Reading, England. The item, originally called a tourney horse, was made of a wooden or basketwork frame with an artificial tail and head and was designed for a child to mimic riding a real horse. By 1816, a derivative hobby was introduced into the vocabulary of a number of English people, and over the course of subsequent years, the term came to be associated with recreation and leisure. In the 17th century, the term was used in a pejorative sense by suggesting that a hobby was a childish pursuit. However, in the 18th century, with more industrial society and more leisure time, hobbies took on greater respectability. A hobby is also called a pastime, derived from the use of hobbies to pass the time. All right. And, you know, thinking about what a waste of time my hobbies are, which are, you know, playing video games and watching movies. You're and really good at it, though. Yelling about movies. And then from time to time, I read a book.
1: <laughs> I enjoy you yelling about movies. I listen to Hey James, watch this.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. And isn't that the point? If you're enjoying the time, is the time really being wasted? What else are we going to do with it? Sit around in dread?
1: So that's maybe my hobby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you do in your kitchen? Uh, think about death.
1: <laughs> I spent a lot of my twenties drunk, sobbing on the kitchen floor, on the dirty kitchen floor, sort of being like, "What am I doing with my life?"
0: The insertion of "dirty" right before "kitchen floor" that took it from tragic to profoundly tragic.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sucks when you're really drunk and despairing, and you're like. Oh, God, the floor is dirty. And you turn your head and you (laughs) see under the oven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On the plus side, it would give you something to do.
1: No, I didn't clean it.
0: (laughs) I just was, like, sad that it was dirty. Tell me if you've experienced the same thing. I am starting to crave more audiovisual stimulation when I'm doing something hobby-ish. So Mm. if I'm playing video games, I'm focused on the video game, and that's what I'm playing, but I might have something playing on, like, my laptop next to me. or huh. And it's something... It's it's nothing new. It's something that, like, if I look down, I would immediately know the plot of. You know, like like a movie I've seen a thousand times or something.
1: That's common for a lot of people. I tend to do more the opposite. I watch something and do something else at the same time. Usually it's crocheting. And your
0: hobby is one of the productive kind.
1: I mean... I pretty much just turn out hat after hat after hat after hat after hat after hat after hat hat. because I don't have to think about it.
0: I would also learn that hobbyists are identified under three subcategories. Casual leisure, which is intrinsically rewarding. Uh, Serious leisure, which is the pursuit of an amateur hobbyist or volunteer that is rewarding and results in a sense of accomplishment. And project-based leisure, which is often one-off and short-term.
1: Well, what do you do for anxiety-based leisure? (laughs)
0: anxiety based leisure (laughs) that's what my
1: my crocheting is is it's anxiety pacifying
0: it'd be it'd probably be casual leisure wouldn't it
1: guess so huh
0: i also love here that they differentiate between amateurists and professionals indicating that amateur astronomers have discovered some you know very famous celestial bodies and i think if you do that you automatically become a professional
1: hmm i mean i think it depends on whether you get The the real distinction is, do you get paid for it or not? Fair. I think if you get regularly paid for something, that's the distinction between an amateur and a professional.
0: So, you couldn't make money off of your hobby?
1: Not regularly.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: According to me. According to me.
0: I was also thinking about how one of my hobbies when I was younger, I think, prepared me for the rest of life, because when I was in high school, I would perform magic shows for small children's birthday parties. And while I still have the ability to do at least one card trick, what I more gained from it was uh, empowerment when public speaking.
1: Nice. So. I'm not very good at spitting.
0: You're not very good at spitting.
1: Yeah, I mean. What
0: about with the, not with your saliva, but like with watermelon seeds?
1: I mean, I guess I'm, I don't know, I'm probably not great at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't get a, I don't think I'm very good at projecting with my mouth like that. Uh, also, I can't hawk loogies. I
0: don't think that's a necessarily a negative thing.
1: But I like, I'm, but I, like, I absolutely can't. And I think it's some way the way my sinuses are constructed. Also,
0: you have to be a foul bastard to hawk a loogie on the street. Right. And good. God, do I have to step over those things. They're like dog poop. Yeah.
1: Like, you can't
0: aim for the bushes. You can't. The bush, it's right there. The bush there is are, right there.
1: Yes. There are some times when I'm like out exercising and since I have asthma, I tend to overproduce mucus when I exercise and i like just like, please, just spit it out, please. And I can't.
0: You never learned that that particular throat racking ability? No.
1: I can't do it, but I really wish I could when I'm having asthma problems.
0: I could do it in the microphone right now, but I hate that sound on. No, other I don't people's like the podcasts. sound of it.
1: I don't want the sound of it. I just I'm saying that I don't think I really know how.
0: I, I wonder if there's a YouTube video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not sure it's even possible for me to do it, though. I think it's possible that my sinuses are just not just not up to it
0: i saw a video of a uh, japanese comedian masatoshi amada who is physically unable to become dizzy
1: that's awesome it,
0: it, it it's very interesting he uh, he's been put to the test multiple times and you know like that race where you take the baseball bat and lean over and put your nose down on it and spin in a circle a bunch of times and then you try to run across the field or whatever it, he he just go, he runs in a straight line like it doesn't it doesn't do anything
1: that's wonderful i wonder if there are any drawbacks to this
0: uh, none that he's noted. Uh, then they built a machine that spun him very, very quickly. And again, that had no effect. And I, it has I been want s- this. It's been speculated that there's probably some sort of damage to his semicircular canal, but t- nothing else seems to go wrong. So.
1: As somebody who gets motion sick on a park swing, I want that.
0: <laughs> motion sickness on a park swing.
1: Yeah. Well
0: do you have any uplifting thoughts for our listeners
1: Uh, russ recommended the show kotaro lives alone and i watched it and it is really wonderful it's sad but also sweet and hopeful
0: oh my dear heavenly goodness stop whatever you're doing and go watch kotaro lives alone now right now